Hi everyone! Today I'm going to read a blog post that I wrote a few weeks ago called Power, Identity, and Empathy in the Shadow Dance. And I'm going to be talking about how the Shadow Dance is an intervention that I've used and I think I accidentally created in a way um, with kids on the spectrum and kids who are struggling with attachment and oppositional behavior and other emotional disturbances. And then by the end of the article, I also realized how useful this would be for us to try as adults too. And I am, I'm going to try it myself and I'll keep you posted on all of that. Um, you can stay updated with my journey through that on my Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash DMT. Also, this Thursday, June 14th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I am doing a guided live movement session. So gradually leading you through a warm-up to come up to standing and expressing yourself through movement, however you need to express yourself in that moment. So we'll be setting an intention, and then we will be meeting that intention, hopefully, with movement. And I'll be available to answer any questions that you have at the end of the session, anything about your current experience or something that you want to ask about why I led the session the way I did. So again, please join me on my Facebook page at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, June 14th. So this is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence. The shadow dance is an intervention that I accidentally discovered one day when I was leading a dance movement therapy session. No one ever mentioned this technique during my training, and I never read about it in the literature. It's not something I meant to do, it just happened. It all took place in a session I ran for behaviorally challenged preschoolers. I struggled a lot with this particular group, so I asked my supervisor what to do. He suggested that I help these kids feel more of a spotlight. They needed a lot of attention. So why not shine a flashlight on them? Let's make the spotlight shine, I thought. I had the children take turns dancing in the middle of our circle as I shined the light on each of them. Honestly, I don't even think they noticed the light. I thought, all right, well, there goes that. But then I had a brilliant idea to turn the lights off. That would definitely intensify the spotlight. That's when the shadow dance was born. The kids immediately noticed each other's shadows on the wall. They noticed each other in a way they haven't before. They noticed themselves. I decided to run with this. I instructed the children to take a seat on the floor against the back wall. I called each child one at a time to be the shadow at the front wall. I stood stationary at the back wall too, but I shined the spotlight on them from across the room. My one rule is that they had to stand ahead of me. They could come closer to the light or go as far away as possible. They could move to the right and left, but they could not come behind me unless they wanted to finish their turn early and take a seat. I encouraged each child to look at his or her shadow in front of him. I encouraged each child to look at his or her shadow in front of them. As I brought this intervention to classrooms with children on the autism spectrum, I needed to support their self-discovery a lot more. Sometimes all they needed was a simple directive. Other kids needed my physical support to turn their bodies towards the shadow. 
Much fewer individuals didn't seem to be interested at all and never reached this level of self-awareness. Nevertheless, I quickly realized how perfect this intervention was for the majority of the children I treated. They had a chance to grab the spotlight without the threat of being too seen because the lights were off. We could only see their silhouettes. This was an ideal situation for them to express deep wishes, fears, and inner conflicts. The more I tried this technique, the more I discovered what was so therapeutic about it. I really hesitate to even say that I discovered it. The kids came up with such amazing imagery. It all stemmed from their own creative expression. My responsibility was to reinforce the power of the process. I reflected their expressions through my voice. I mirrored their sounds and I narrated the changes they made with their bodies. I helped them become connected to larger emotional themes in their lives. Here are three major themes that emerged from the shadow dance. The first one was power. The kids explored the power and strength in so many ways. The closer they came to my flashlight, the bigger their shadow appeared on the wall. Many kids would back up close to my light, watching themselves grow bigger and make animal sounds like roar. They often alternated between being big and strong and then returned to their regular size. I noticed that they were fascinated with watching themselves grow and shrink. I wondered if some of them felt scared about the possibility of having so much power. Maybe they felt conflicted about getting older and becoming bigger. Sure, it's nice to become more powerful, but would getting older mean that their caregivers wouldn't baby them as much? For many kids, that was already happening, and it was a huge disappointment. They manipulated their size in other ways, too. Some children brought their arms over their heads and spread their fingers wide like an animal about to attack. Some of them simply flexed their muscles. When the group was safe enough to allow shadow dancing in pairs, the kids explored their power against each other. Some watched their bodies become bigger than their partners. They pretend fought with their bodies or imaginary weapons and simulated attacks on each other. It was a safe way to express their aggression and need to be powerful. The second theme that came up a lot was identity. Exploring their reflections naturally brought up themes of identity. Some of them noticed their appearance, size, and movements for the very first time, especially the children on the spectrum. Even with plenty of mirrors around the school, not all of them were motivated to look at themselves like we tend to. In my individual work with autistic children, I often tried to include a mirror, but it's like they didn't even see themselves. Something about the shadow changed that. There was mystery in the silhouette, and once they realized that they are the mystery, they seemed inclined to explore themselves. In my experience of witnessing them, I thought, who am I? Some of them touched their shadow by reaching out their hands to meet their own hands' shadows, or the shadows of their own hands. Some explored movements that they've often tried in previous movement sessions. Others surprised me by trying on completely new movements. When I witnessed the latter situation, the question, who can I be, often came up for me. I saw the exploration of identity all unfolding in the shadow. The third biggest theme that came up was empathy. When one or two people had the spotlight, everyone else observed from the other side of the room. The observation piece seemed just as important as the doing, maybe even more depending on the individual. 
Even though they weren't actively participating in the shadow dance, the kids had front row seats to somebody else's self-discovery. There were often many oohs and ahs. They were interested in each other in a positive way, and that was a huge deal for them. They often mirrored the sounds and movements of the person exploring his or her shadow. They saw each other. It didn't always happen in this way. Sometimes the group just wasn't available to see each other, even through this very enticing intervention. You'll know when the group is ready to connect. They'll take turns with minimal protest and observe each other closely. They'll enthusiastically explore their shadow dances in twos, threes, and more. One of my absolutely favorite things that I did with the shadow dance was connecting the entire group together by holding hands or linking arms. Then I shined my flashlight on them all so they saw a reflection of the entire group in connection. This was so powerful. It felt amazing to see them be a part of a bigger whole. The silhouette of the shadow pronounced this idea of we're all going through this together versus focusing on each person's physical differences. I imagine the shadow dance would be really powerful for us to try for our own mental health. What do you think? What kind of themes might emerge from your dancing silhouette? Try it out. Get a flashlight, place it in the back of the room, point it towards the front of the room, and go explore. I hope to see you this Thursday, June 14th at 7.30 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time on my Facebook page. I will drop that link in the podcast episode notes. I will be providing a safe space, even from across the country, across the world, where you can move with flow and the freedom to express yourself however you need to and want to in that moment through movement. And again, I will be live at the end, available and open to your questions about anything you want to know about your own experience or why I chose to lead the experience in the way that I did. If you can't make it, there's still going to be a recording on my Facebook page that you can catch anytime afterwards.